Good morning, y'all, and welcome back to another edition of Playmaker's Corner Request. This is request part 22, actually, and I'm going to be all over the place today, and I'm starting off in middle school with a quarterback, Van Duggar, the quarterback class of 2025 out of the Highlands Ranch Lions middle school program, who actually is going to be playing in Arizona at QB for Sanguero High School in Arizona, and is also an elite 11 quarterback. Van Duggar here is six foot two, 175 pounds as an eighth grader. So I'm gonna go ahead and just jump straight into his strengths. You know, Van Duggar has pretty phenomenal arm strength and ball placement for his age. You know, he shows these abilities on a variety of deep seam routes and deep, you know, go routes on the outside, as well as, you know, his post routes or seam routes also have very good velocity over the middle for deeper passes you know I was blown away at a couple of the throws he made where you know they're 40 plus yard throws that he makes pretty easily I would say and very consistently with a lot of power and great ball placement so you know he's he's somebody who I think can make a lot of throws all over the field and that arm power is not an issue for him he does a pretty good job most of the time of stepping into his throws as well and engaging his whole body and I'll talk about the times that he doesn't. But continuing on with the positives here, you know, he also hits some back shoulder routes, especially in the middle of the field. He has a lot of confidence and, you know, I'd say even chemistry with his receivers, being able to hit back shoulders on seam routes or even on those outside routes, you know, hitting that back shoulder. And that's a very mature kind of throw that makes me very excited to see what he can do at the high school level. And something I would want to see is for him to throw those in the red zone so very excited to see where that can go and you know he definitely has a gunslinger mentality he's very good at extending plays and escaping the crumbling pocket and getting outside and he keeps his eyes downfield so very mature mentally as far as you know not just tucking and running necessarily and trying to go for the big throw rather than the five yard or ten yard run for sure so lots of you know he's definitely a gunslinger i think as far as you know always wanting that big play and being hungry for that big throw or that big play. I also think that his drop back, so talking more fundamentals and technique wise, his drop back is very consistent, which is obviously a very good thing to have. And I also think that his release was, it, I was pleasantly surprised at his release because you know it's a very concise release, which is obviously good. You don't want your quarterbacks having that huge down and up wind up you know he's very good at bringing it back and then slinging it forward and it's very fast the only thing i might know is that it could be a little bit higher but that's pretty nitpicky his release is better than a lot of quarterbacks that than i've watched on this show that are even at the high score senior level of play so another thing that i really like is you know he flips his shoulder so whenever he rolls out left he's a right-handed quarterback he flips his shoulders before making throws down the left side. And that is huge to me because a lot of quarterbacks will make the off-balance throws and, you know, it increases the chance for turnovers. It really does. But Van Duggar at the ripe age of, you know, eighth grader or freshman year, so what is that, like 13, I think? some Somewhere around there, 14 maybe even. He's He knows that, you know, that that's an increased chance to throw interceptions. And I... I think his dad may be a coach as well. So I think that has something to do with a lot of the things that Van here does right. And, you know, opens up a lot of opportunity. He, 
he threw, I think, over 30 touchdowns his 7th grade season. And I couldn't find the stats on his 8th grade season. But, you know, he's a highly coveted quarterback. Once again, I'm going to say he was an Elite 11 Academy QB. So, you know, he's highly touted. And he's on the quarterback hit list, you know, for, for the profiles and scouting reports. So he's, he's very well-renowned, I'd say, as an 8th grader alone. And I think that, you know, he has a very pleasant future, but I'll talk about outlook here after talking about some areas of improvement. And I definitely nitpicked quite a bit here, but that's only because I want Van here to improve and I see a lot of potential. And, you know, Simon also brought up in the past when doing middle school QB breakdowns that, you know, it's a little bit easier to nitpick and there may be a lot of critiques, but that's only because there are so many areas to improve when jumping from that middle school to that high school level. So I overall think that Van here could work on sensing pressure and just overall pocket maneuverability and awareness. It's, it's, he has a, an ability to escape the pocket, but I wanna see him use the pocket to his advantage a little bit more. And maybe that's an offensive line situation at the same time, but being able to step up into the pocket and step into throws regardless of pressure, because anytime there is a lot of pressure, he tends to only throw with his arm and he doesn't step into his throws. I don't know if he wants to get sticked for, you know, making a good pass and stepping into a throw. And this leads to some of his throws falling a little short or maybe not being completely on target, especially deeper passes. And I think on that next, that high school level, the chances of those getting intercepted or, you know, get, even getting intercepted and taken back to the house increases substantially. And I think it also increases the chances of getting strip sacked depending on where the pressure is coming from. And if he only tries to use his arm rather than his whole body, then, you know, the arm is way more exposed and so is the ball. So definitely work on stepping into passes. I know that that's a little bit of a different concept, but step into pressure and, you know, take that hit, deliver that throw. And because I know you can do it, especially so. Um, some things might need to be switched up if he ends up going to the, taking snaps from under center. All of his snaps in his middle school film were from the shotgun. So while his dropback was consistent, it's not very good at creating depth super fast. So he, he might have to develop, you know, an under center kind of dropback, but that's not the biggest deal, honestly. And then I just say get, get into the weight room because, you know, he shows flashes of velocity on on some of those shorter hitch routes but i think that he'll need to increase his velocity the more that he's called upon to throw deep ends or slant routes because a lot of his shorter routes are the receivers aren't moving a whole lot and so you have to know what your velocity is and increase it even to squeeze it in between you know those safeties and linebackers and cornerbacks when they start get moving on those slant routes or those deep ends so just get in the weight room like you probably already are doing and, you know, you're in eighth grade, so at the film that I was watching in seventh grade, so it's not the biggest deal because you're going to be lifting and improving that strength in the weight room at the high school level anyway. So, you know, maybe just put in that extra time and see where your velocity is and just kind of track how much it's improving as you go through weight room exercises. So, and then last but not least, I'd say just like working on progressions you know, once again, it was middle school ball, so it's not the biggest deal. And I feel like he has the mental capacity to be able to do this. But a lot of his passes look like one read or one step throws, or, you know, they came from the play being broken down and him keep his, his eyes downfield, which is exactly why I think he's 
going to have the ability to go through reads is because he's able to keep his eyes downfield and then make the correct decision when the play's already broken down. So if the play's already designed and he knows his reads, I have a very strong feeling that, you know, he's going to be able to succeed at finding those shorter intermediate routes or, you know, reading down to up or up to down even. So talking about outlook, I think that, you know, look, Duggar here is a renowned quarterback on even the national level. And, you know, once again, it makes me sad, but he moved to Arizona for that level of competition and obviously to further his football career. It's very hard for Colorado to hold on to these younger talents because of, well, it's Colorado football and it's just not the same as it is in a lot of other places. So he's very serious about his football and, you know, he, regardless of whether he starts his freshman year, I don't think that's the biggest deal. Honestly, if, you know, Sanguero High School can avoid starting him his freshman year, just so, you know, he can fill out his frame a little bit. I mean, 6'2 is phenomenal size, you know, as far as height goes, and 175 pounds is pretty good, but he is a little bit on the skinnier side. And I think that, you know, if he's able to fill out his frame a little bit and go to the weight room and have that year to kind of settle into things, on the football level then i think he'll be more confident stepping into throws when the pressure is there or you know tucking and running the ball even a little bit more if he absolutely has to or you know developing that arm velocity so i think that the weight room solves a lot of issues that van runs into and i think that by allowing him to not jump straight to varsity football you know he can focus a little bit more on filling out that size and getting ready for that next level that high school level but, you know, at the same time, if he ends up starting as a freshman, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I think he's a lot more prepared than a lot of other freshman quarterbacks that I've seen, you know, with just his raw athleticism and arm power. You know, I think he has the confidence for sure to be able to succeed. And I think he has the mental aptitude. So, you know, I obviously wish Van nothing but the best. And I think that, you know, the best can happen moving forward, especially playing that Arizona ball. It's going to develop his skills you know, quickly and efficiently, I think. I'm not familiar with the coaching staff or the situation at Sanguaro High School, but I I feel like Van here can make the most of it. And, you know, just with the tools that I've seen, I do think that he could be a next level. And by next level, I mean college quarterback. So those are my thoughts on Van. So, you know, he, he started off at Colorado in Highlands Ranch area, which I'm really familiar with and played in a couple of leagues in the Highlands Ranch area and played for some teams in the Littleton Centennial area. And, you know, I could say there there's decent competition there and he was able to dominate unlike a lot of what I've seen. So, you know, kudos to Van here and congrats on moving to Arizona to further your football career. And but we're going to jump back in state here and talking about Tucker Peterson coming after the break. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, and we are back with a class of 23 prospect in Tucker Peterson, the Roosevelt High School wide receiver, coming in at 6'2", 175 pounds. So the same size as uh, Van Duggar, in case you didn't listen to that segment, who's in eighth grade, but, you know, built for a wide receiver position. So obviously a little bit different, but, you know, I'll talk with the, I'll start with the areas of improvement for you know tucker peterson here because there isn't too many i want to see a little bit more run blocking at the wide out position 
you know, most of his run blocking film comes from him at tight end. And I'll talk about why that's a strength, but it turned a little British there. But at the same time, you know, it's definitely a very different monster at the wideout position, how to run block and, you know, making sure that your butt is facing the inside of the field and turning that guy to the outside for that running back to be able to have that choice whenever they're getting out to those hash marks. So, you know, I want to see a little bit more of that. And then also, you know, doesn't run the widest variety of routes, if I'm being completely honest. And, you know, that's another thing that we constantly consider here at Playmakers Corner when compiling our top five lists is, you know, we don't have, you know, a top five receivers who run go routes, or we don't have a top five receivers that run hitch routes. You know, we want the entire route tree used. And I think, you know, if you listen to our breakdown on Jay Barry or just, you know, our episode on the top five receivers of the class of 21 in general, which if you haven't, go ahead and give that a listen. That's episode 19. But, you know, definitely expand that route tree, work on those routes, even if they don't have them in your offense, you know, and show, show, either show your coaches the ability to be able to run those routes or, you know, show yourself or recruit or scouts that you have the ability to run such a wide variety of routes so and then you know for i i hate to do this obviously from time to time but it is something worth mentioning you know roosevelt high school is 3a football so whenever you're talking receivers or anything like that you got to talk the level of competition i know i mentioned it during nate gravagno's breakdown that he was playing 2a football so you know you have to do quite a bit to get noticed and get those recruits at the 3A level. And I think that Tucker Peterson is capable of doing that. But, you know, it is something that I have to mention to the listeners here. And I want Tucker to fill out his frame just a little bit more, you know, 175 pounds. He's definitely a little skinny. And so, you know, I think if he gets up to that 180, 185 range, he can also maintain his speed slash maybe even improve his speed and explosiveness, that that would be great. But I'm going to talk about the things that Tucker Peterson does well, you know. Tucker Peterson is a jump ball specialist. You know, there is a handful of plays, I'd say, where he bails out the quarterback with just how good he is with the ball in the air. You know, he is a very strong receiver. He tears the ball out from defenders. He wrestles the ball out from defenders, you know, and totally he mosses a bunch of kids on his highlight reel. And if you don't believe me, look it up, you know. Uh, Tucker Peterson, Roosevelt High School, he's, you know, he had a great rapport with Brig up there at uh, Roosevelt. And I think that, you know, whatever quarterback is coming in, that they're going to have a much easier time with Tucker out there being able to, you know, play as physical as he does at the receiver position and get the ball as well as he does. You know, he just has very excellent body control, I'd say, you know, especially in jump ball situations. But, you know, I think that it translates well all over the field where you see him make very good boundary or sideline catches and, you know, his ability to, you know, play on the inside and the outside with the body control. And I think that his body control is another reason why I think he can run more routes than he does is just, you know, he doesn't have to be limited to a jump ball specialist. I think he's pretty good with the ball in his hands. He's kind of hard to take down, honestly. He has pretty good lower body strength, and, you know, his his hands are pretty strong, too. Whenever he gets a chance to stiff arm and, you know, tuck that ball away and make some moves, he definitely can, and he is a playmaker, honestly. You know, in his two years, he has 42 catches for 895 yards and 20 TDs, including this COVID-shortened season where, you know, Roosevelt ended up going all the way to the state championship and 
you know, I don't think they're there without Tucker Peterson, who is, you know, a two-time all-conference and an all-state player. So, you know, Tucker is big time. Tucker is a big time receiver who can make a variety of plays because of how physical he is once again. And something that I'm going to talk about is in the state championship game, they did move him. They did bump him inside to tight end for run blocking. And, you know, he showed excellent ability to win leverage coming straight out of his stance. You know, he was able to get low and get underneath the shoulder pads of those tight ends and, you know, drive against some of those bigger guys in the box. So, you know, when I say fill out his frame, it's not that strength is a matter of the issue. It's, you know, durability more than anything, because Tucker is a very strong receiver, you know, as I've mentioned multiple times, but he displays it by being able to block bigger defenders inside the box. You know, he chips some defensive linemen that I, that, you know, could be almost double his size and he goes to the linebacker level where you know these guys are definitely in the 200s kind of area range and you know he drives them back and he pushes them into the ground and almost gets pancakes so you know he's a very physically gifted player who's very strong and i'd say you know just continue going into the weight room and you know developing those skills so talking outlook here you know tucker he is a class of 23 so he has two seasons left and you know, talking playmakers corner outlook, I do think that he could potentially be a top five playmaker at his position during his senior year of high school. Obviously, like I said, I want to see him develop a bigger route tree. So, you know, and part of that's up to the coaching staff for sure as to how far he can get with that. But, you know, and I want to see him get just a little bit faster. So maybe like a, a little bit of filling out and you know, just some growth in some other areas, you know, whether that's, you know, that natural maturing growth of, of the body or, you know, just grinding on that speed. I think that Tucker Peterson can dominate for sure. I do think that he has potential to have a thousand yard season, depending on, you know, what quarterback comes in to amp up his play, you know, and maintain the level of play that he had with Brig is going to be a bit of a challenge, but I think Tucker Peterson is up to the challenge. And I do think that he's the next level receiver, you know, at the at the bare minimum, you know, he's a D2 guy and I think he could go as high as a FCS or, you know, FBS to probably not power five at his at his current state. But, you know, I, I do think that in-state schools should have an idea of who Tecker Peterson is and that they might be missing something depending on where his development goes, especially if he's able to address some of these areas of improvement and just increase his speed overall work on increasing your speed all the time it's never a bad thing to work on and you know i i can see a very bright future for tucker peterson here out of roosevelt and you know he is going to have to outperform his peers at the 4a and 5a level to get noticed and i think that it's important for tucker to know that and it's important for me to say it so tucker you know just if you're listening uh know that you're gonna have to play your butt off to get noticed but know that i know that you can and you already have been so just keep up the good work uh, continue getting faster and stronger and you know keep mossing people anytime somebody ends up on your highlight tape and depending on who you're able to put on your highlight tape you know if you could get some of those d1 or d2 cornerbacks on your highlight reel where you're just straight up mossing them or just shove them into the ground please put it on there and show it to me but that does it for Tucker Peterson out of Roosevelt High School. Coming up next, we're going to talk about another athlete slash wide receiver, but this time out of Chatfield.
Hello, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Soffer, and we are talking Mason Lowe, the 5'10", 165-pound, class of 23, athlete slash wide receiver out of Chatfield High School. So this will be our second Chatfield player, and I'm surprised that we haven't seen a bit more. But, you know, getting back on topic here, uh, Mason Lowe is a phenomenal athlete in a lot of regards. You know, he's being recruited also as a five-tool baseball player, which has, you know, a lot to do, I think, with his receiving skill and, you know, just with his overall body control and athleticism. And, you know, his sophomore year, he was responsible for 758 yards and six TDs. And there's a reason why, and there's a reason that, you know, he gets as many snaps and touches as he does. And it starts with his footwork and his legs. You know, he's a very explosive he has massive jukes, quick cuts that are both strong and swift. And, you know, he's able to shake a defender out of their cleats more times than not, you know. And you could see that from his freshman to sophomore year. You know, his freshman year, he was almost exclusively a wide receiver, where he is this year. He got more touches out of the backfield and he had more opportunities to show his footwork and, you know, his finesse moves, as well as, you know, just also once again hammering in his capabilities as a receiver. When running the ball, you know, he also shows excellent patience and good vision. You know, there's a couple of plays where he actually cuts it back across the entire formation because, you know, that's just where the openings are. And he has the footwork and the lower body explosiveness to make it happen. So, you know, that's something that you just don't see very often. I think that's one reason why Mason Lowe is such a special player and was an honorable All-State mention, you know, as a sophomore in high school. Is, is because he's just so athletic and explosive, uh, explosive more than anything else. At the receiver position, you know, he also shows a lot of versatility because, you know, he both played on the outside and on the inside running, you know, a couple of routes on each and being able to adapt to the matchups that he had. You know, he, he actually beats press a couple of times against some linebackers in the slot because, you know, he's just too fast for them. And... You know, I think that, you know, he blocks pretty well for for a receiver. And, you know, he's a bit stronger than you might expect at 165 pounds. You know, he plays at 165, but he pushes people like he's 190, honestly, where he just is really good about getting leverage and driving people back. So, you know, I'll, I'll transition here to areas of improvement where I want to see him improve as a return guy. And... What I mean by that is on his punt and kick returns, you know, I think he d- he dances just a little too much and he doesn't hit holes or doesn't find them. And obviously, you know, vision for that is a lot different than vision straight out of the backfield. But I think that there are some transferable traits and skills that he can bring to a returner. And I think that being a dynamic returner helps out his outlook significantly. I also want to see him run a little bit more routes out of the backfield and, you know, because it looks like he primarily ran you know just like swing routes but i think that you know if you give him some texas concepts where you know he's able to get those that inside leverage against linebackers and just take it straight up the middle of the field that you know he could find a lot of success i think that i want to see a couple more screens with him out of the backfield if possible over there at chatfield where i think he can make a huge impact you know just getting the ball in his hands and a lot of creative and different ways I think is going to help out both the Chatfield offense and Mason Lowe's, you know, expansion of skills and, you know, his outlook heading into the future. So I also think that 
he's not the fastest receiver. There's there's some times where as a receiver out of the backfield, he gets caught from behind. And so I want to see that happen, you know, just gradually a little bit less as either his strides improve or as his speed improves. And, you know, that's a little bit of a concern, especially because I do think that he has to put on some weight where, you know, if he puts on a little too much weight and he's not able to even run as fast as he can right now, then that would be a very big concern for me heading forward. I also would like to see him just work on expanding the route tree in general, you know, like I said for Tucker Peterson, half of that is, you know, working on, on on your own and showing your coaches and recruiters that you have the ability to run those routes. And the other half is up to the coaching staff if they wish to add those routes or wish to have you run those routes. And then even furthermore, if it's up to the quarterback on whether that route is the correct decision or not. I also think that, you know, maybe his cardio is the issue with being able to maintain his top speed and outrunning those guys and not getting caught from behind. So, you know, work on that jump rope, be able to jump rope, run sprints, and then jump rope again. Now, I'd say that uh, one thing that did work very well for me in high school was also participating in, you know, swimming classes, honestly. When I was in swimming classes, my cardio was outpacing everyone else on the football team by a mile and a half. So get into swimming for that cardio if you need to work on it. And it's a full body exercise as well. So, and then... You know, I will say that as far as get-offs go, he needs to work on not taking that false step because he does rock backwards at times. And, you know, you lose time and speed and, you know, a variety of other things that, that, that you lose with even that half second of time that you just lost. So talking about outlook here, you know, Mason Lowe obviously is one of the more talented athletes in the state of Colorado. And, you know... There's, there's a plethora of possibilities for him. I do see that if he does put on a little bit more weight, that he ends up staying in the backfield a little bit more, which wouldn't be the worst thing, but I would want him to get up to probably, well, I mean, shoot, I want him to probably get up to 175 to 180, regardless of what position he plays. But, you know, especially at running back, I want him to see him put on a little bit more weight, be a little bit more durable. You look at other 5'10 running backs in the state and most of them even get up to 190 to that 200 pound range, depending on, you know, the level of play that they play at and, you know, how good they are. So putting on weight is my biggest point of emphasis, you know, just get in the weight room, eat a lot of calories. I know it's hard, especially assuming that your metabolism is kind of insane fast. I understand that. And really, it's just keep eating, keep working out and, and gain it through muscle. That's going to be the best way that you can do it. So that... That's what I'd recommend. Obviously, you know, I think that he has a spot on this Chatfield roster and that he's going to continue to get touches for him. If he's able to get a season with a thousand rushing yards or a thousand receiving yards and rack up, you know, 20 touchdowns, I think that's when you start getting those bigger level recruiters. I do think that he has college ball potential, but right now I think it's not quite the division one level or if it is, you know, it's definitely on the FCS levels or, you know, some of those smaller conferences. So Work on getting bigger and then, you know, just go ball out, finish those runs especially, and finish getting those touchdowns even more so. And perhaps an expanded season would expand the amount of opportunities that Mason has to prove those points. But, you know, just based off of what I saw and looking at some things, you know, kind of just in increasing those box stats and then, you know, Chatfield success. Obviously, if Chatfield is successful and you're a huge contributor to that, then that's going to help get scouts eyes on you. So. 
But that does it for Mason Lowe, and it does it for all the Colorado players that I'm going to be talking about today. Well, unless you want to call Van Duggar a Arizona player, but I'm going to call him a Colorado player because that's what I was talking about. And we're actually going to go to Florida, and I think this is our first Florida breakdown. Coming up next. Wrapping us up here on the Playmakers Corner podcast, Request Part 22 is your host, Cody Stoffer, and we're going to be talking about a Florida wide receiver, Timon Simpson, the class of 2022 high school 5'11", 170 pound receiver, once again out of Florida, in Bartow High School. So I'll start with areas of improvement and then talk about strengths and outlook. So Simpson here is heading into his senior year, and some things that I want to see him work on is know he rocks and he takes false steps on his routes so being able to push off that front foot is really important and I think that's just a matter of balance and leg strength so you know these are things that can be both addressed in the weight room on the field and even at home you know just standing on that front foot and being able to push off when you're walking from one one room to the next you know just work on moving out of your receiver stance at home and it'll become muscle memory and translate. I do think that that's a pretty tall order to fix before the senior season starts, if I'm going to be completely honest. So you got to be working on this as much as possible heading into your senior year. I also think that, you know, Simpson has to be a bit more aggressive when coming back towards the ball because on hitches and screen routes, you see that he usually waits for the ball to come to him. Whereas, you know, if you step towards the ball it's less likely to get intercepted or for anyone to try and jump the pass and you know being able just getting any momentum at all especially on screenplays if you're running towards the ball it kind of leads into your next steps upfield so work on coming back towards the ball and being a bit more aggressive with your hands because you do have solid hands and i'll talk about that in a second but i also want to see you know simpson work through the whole field so you know wearing a lot more routes in the slot if possible and expanding on those slot routes because I do think that you know versatility is only going to help him in the recruiting process and I also just want to see you know more routes in general especially corner routes I do think that there's a lot of untapped potential there for Simpson in the corner route game and you know I want to see an expansion on that as well as you know other routes in general but you know, that's really all I have. And obviously, increasing speed is never a bad thing or explosiveness, but I don't think that his aren't up to par for where they need to be. So, and one thing I will say is I think workload has been a little low because this past year he had 21 catches for 436 yards, and it was his first year as a starter. So I think that, you know, between the experience that he has gained and the raw potential and athleticism that he has, that you know that he can go he can go places but i'll talk about his outlook here after talking about some things that simpson here does well so simpson has excellent field awareness and that's whether it's you know finding the pockets of green grass to run his routes into especially like his post routes or his spot routes he's very good at you know running himself open and for the quarterback to be able to find or make easier throws for sure and I think that takes a high level of IQ. I think that, you know, that takes watching some film and, you know, against Florida talent, you know, I think that's something special to consider when, when running those routes. And I think that, you know, the field awareness comes with after he catches the ball too, you know, he's very good at turning up field. He has excellent strides when 
running upfield after a catch, you know, and he's always moving forward one way or another, as well as, you know, his ability to, you know, where know where the sideline is and know what angles to take to get to the end zone after catching the ball. You know, I think he takes excellent, and we don't talk about this enough, I don't think, about, you know, on offense, you also have to know what angle you need to take and what speed you have to be able to score that touchdown. We see a lot of players get bogged up, you know, and tackled within the 15 yard line heading in because they just don't know what direction to head or how they're going to be able to beat the defense with the amount of gas that they have left. And I wouldn't say that that's the biggest problem with Simpson here. And <clears throat> I also want to emphasize, you know, like I said, he, he has good strides when running after the catch, but I also think that, you know, his, his jukes and moves and cuts also enhance his ability to run after the catch. He's, he's powerful, who, you know, he could push through tackles, I'd say, or carry a guy for a couple of yards, but he can make very swift cuts. And that's, you know, whether he's running the ball at full speed or whether he's kind of slow playing to see what the defender can do. You know, he's very good at, he's very elusive. He's very strong at pushing through tackles. And, you know, his cuts also translate very well to his route running. You know, the routes that he does run are super excellent, especially I really liked watching Simpson's post routes because, you know, I think he just does such a good job of, you know, you know, going diagonal and stemming that route, going back upfield and then stemming it again. So, you know, kind of like if you're familiar, it's that X post kind of concept and he runs it very well, better than most high schoolers that I've ever seen. If I've even seen a high school run an X post route that was recognizable. So, you know, that's obviously big time for him to be able to run those routes and have that footwork and play at that high level. And then, you know, I think one thing that he does really well, and I talked about it a little bit earlier with Tucker Peterson, is he is a jump ball kind of receiver at 5'11", 170 pounds. So, you know, he's not the tallest kid, but he can go up there and come down with some, with some hard catches. And I think part of that is he has very strong hands. And this is why I want to see him play a bit more aggressive on these shorter routes these screen routes or hitch routes because once the ball hits his hands it's not going anywhere you know he's able to muscle in some really high traffic kind of catches whether you know it's a jump ball or whether a quarterback is squeezing it into a window between a corner safety and linebacker i have utmost face faith in Tilon being able to hold on to the ball and coming down with tough catches as he consistently has shown and being physical enough to not only hold on to the ball, but be able to make plays through that heavy traffic. And so I think that the, all those traits make up for a, a very special player in Tilon. And, you know, I'd want to see him utilized in a lot more ways because I think he really is that dynamic. You know, on his huddle page, it has his 40-yard dash time listed out of 4.5. I think that can only get faster, and I believe that speed as well, especially if you look at some of his run-after catches and... I think that with all these things considered, as long as the productivity is there his senior year, and hopefully it'll be a bit easier to come by with a full season, I think that, you know, a thousand yard double digit touchdown season has Simpson landing at a division one program, whether that's on the FCS level or even potentially, potentially the FBS level. I think that he still has some ironing out to do if he wants to go FBS, but I think that his raw physical tools and abilities, along with his very strong and consistently reliable hands, that he could be an FCS player, no doubt in my mind. You know, I've seen 
some FCS players, including Sam Flowers, which if you haven't heard that episode, that interview, it's episode 10, I believe. Go ahead and give that a listen about, you know, what Florida football is like and the level of competition there. And, you know, it when watching Simpson here and keeping all this in mind, I do think that he has the ability to, you know, replicate a kind of Flowers development, whether he has to go to a JUCO to refine his skills and then go to an FCS school or, you know, just go straight to the FCS level. I think Simpson is absolutely capable of doing that. I think that, you know, working on his get-offs is going to be the biggest thing for him to overcome. And, you know, obviously a, a full season would help too, you know. You have to you have to shine as a class of 2022 or 23 recruit, especially with this backed-up eligibility and all. You know, it's going to be messed up for a couple of years, so you have to be extra, extra special for these scholarships and for these roster spots so and i think that simpson has the capability of doing just that from a raw talent perspective but that's all i have for simpson and once again to all of these players simpson peterson van duggar and Lowe, you are all invited onto the show to rest your case clarify some things or just expand and kick it with us you know we've been releasing interviews by you know every friday now so you know thank you to all who have come on to the show and if you're still waiting for your interview to come out just know simon and i are working on it and that does it actually for this episode of playmakers corner requests part 22 i have been your host cody stoffer and if you haven't already find the playmakers corner on twitter facebook instagram tiktok and you know any of those places you can dm us if you want us to do a request episode on you just make sure you leave the athlete's name, position, high school, and if possible, link us their huddle film as well. That is what we use for the majority of our film breakdowns. And, you know, until next time, uh, stay tuned for Friday's episode where we're going to release another set of offensive line interviews, you know, with uh, Anthony Tokini, who's committed to New Mexico State, and Wilson Clark, who's committed to Simon and I's alma mater, University of Northern Colorado. Until then, I've been your host, Cody Stoffer. Peace.